Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of Sloss and Humphreys on the Road. Thank you very much for tuning in to listen to us talk shit with each other. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, I, I know there was a New Year's special, but we don't really consider it a New Year's special, the first one of the New Year, because we were fucking half cut during it. I would say this is the first official podcast of 2023. Um, I am boringly sober, which I think makes me more coherent. And uh, um, but then I'm not I'm not I'm not fucking sure. I, I would be genuinely interested to people who regularly listen to the podcast if you notice any difference in me when I'm stoned all the time and when I'm sober all the time. Because I asked Cara about it the other day, and I was like, "Do you notice any difference in me when I'm not stoned?" And she's like, "It's slightly easier to get your attention, and that's about it." Like I thought it made me sillier. I thought it made me like dumber, or whatever. And then I realised that I'm just like that all the fucking time. Um, so, who knows? Anyway, me and Kai talk a bunch of fucking shit on this one. We get into a big long argument about Apple, and then we talk, start talking about the state of the industry. We start talking about self-loathing. It's a lot of self-reflection because it's a fucking new year. It's the new year. That is when you fucking self-reflect. Uh, if you want to watch any of our shit, Kai has a special out on his website. I have two specials out on my website. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon, you can uh, give us all of your fucking money and enjoy the rest of your lives. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? I'm really sore. Sore? Hi. <laughs> Aloha. Brothers, anyway. Ah! Oh, that seems serious. Try somewhere else. <laughs> That's been so for years. <laughs> <laughs> lots, of, lots, lots of abrasions. <laughs> on the, I, I uh, thought the outside would be, you know, fine, but the inside... Uh, they just... have had my nose broken loads. Have you? Aye. I've been kicked in the face a bunch. Aye. Once in a fight of a doorman. Uh-huh. No, I remember that one. I remember um, that phone call. Once when uh, I went to do a low header as the as the central defender, I was clearing it, Aye. and I got the ball first. Uh-huh. <laughs> Regretted my decision immediately, <laughs> <laughs> and I took a knee to the face in uh, in rugby. I took a knee to the face in rugby. It was in high school, and there was a, like we're in first year, and we're doing the scrum. There's a guy on the other side. And here's the great, like, I went to school called Wade Academy. And the thing was, Wade Academy, I would say, like, 75% of the pupils were really, really fucking sound. But because it's Fife, there's just always scum. There's always scum that fucking bleeds through. Uh, and and uh, as an adult, I can sort of say, oh, you know, it probably wasn't uh, your fault. Uh, you were in the new money school, were you? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm, well, I mean, now it's new money. They knocked, like, they've literally knocked down our old school and built a new one on top of it just to, you know, get rid of all of our memories. But, like... As an adult, I can look back and be like, all right, all the kids who were pieces of shit to me, realistically, were having really bad times at home. Like, mm. all that's learned behaviour. Yeah, like, yeah. that's that was their their outlook for whatever reason was violence and bullying and picking on people. But at the same time, if I were to read the Fife Free Press and find out that Callan is dead, right. I don't think I would... I think my dry January would be... Just one of the dinner ladies. masturbating. <laughs> Uh, I um, some fucking kid need me in the face. I managed to turn my face at the last fucking second, but it was just 
I've never broken my nose. Nah. Thankful. Well, thank, never, thank you, fucking God. But you never, you never give them an orbital. <laughs> take me orbital. Man, if I was to get need, if my nose was to get broken, I think I would have to end my life because you can't smash this and repair it like uh, that. Like it would be really it's prominent. Like, can you tell I've got a broken nose when you look at it? Or yeah. Did I, did I need to point it out? Well, I mean, there's just so much going on with your face that it's not. Uh, it's like, where's Wally? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm really sore because uh, I played football five side. Now, have, have you gone through? Have you made the same mistake that I did when last time we we played seven aside? Uh, and afterwards, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm in absolute pain. I'm in so much agony. Clearly, that's because I'm unfit." And then turns out two days later, it turns out it's because I had COVID. You had COVID, and it was all the muscle pain that I was actually mm. getting. Being like, I don't think I use my neck much in football. Well, that's not true. Where'd he go? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> watching the Formula One um, yeah I've got like we, we trainers didn't work on wet astroturf mm. and I slid around everywhere and I like I try and like my games turn a pace and that I don't have that anymore no. not really especially with slippy trainers on and I was just slipping around and falling now I've got like fucking grazes off the astroturf all on my body mm. like all my muscles are sore my fucking hips are hurting it's mad I, that- I, 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 I didn't know how much of it was like my footwear mm-hmm. and falling over and how much of it was just being a 39 year old and I have to just accept that now if I play football that's going to hurt for a bit yeah aye and also AstroTurf is really like don't get, I'm, I'm, I can understand the theory of why it exists and it's certainly better than you know gravel you know there was man they used to I mean I know you belong to the a generation that probably had it fucking worse but by, in our primary school and high school we were like where's the football pitches they're like we've sprayed it on concrete aye. and you're like you fucking want, yeah, you want guys want a football pitch. So we had a big fucking car park. So we just, we got, we painted over all the car park uh, lines and we just put a football pitch there. It was class. Enjoy. Stay on your feet oh, if you can. Uh, we, so we had the, the square, we called it. It's because on the council estate, they had like this part where they were going to build garages and then decided that they weren't going to spend any more money on this council estate. So they've just got the plot where the garages were meant to be. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, half of it is allotment walls. You know, the pebble dash mm-hmm. um, into the fucking community gardens. You know what allotments are. I'm talking to you, like, you've never heard of allotments. Um, and then uh, the other two are, like, the neighbours whose the ball goes into their garden every fucking time. You know, if you move into their end houses, where your wall, your garden, gands into an open space, mm-hmm. like, just embrace it, that uh, garden ball guy. Yeah, that's it. Right. We had one family on the end, right? That would just go with a bow back. In fact, they would say, just different knock, just jump out, oh, i get the bow. Our neighbours in a, uh, where, where we grew up, but they were literally beside the park. And, and they were like, just jump over the fence, lads. But do your best to not jump on the rose bushes or the things. Here's the bit of the fence. I think at one point, Kevin, across the road, literally, like, with a uh, saw, cut the bit in the hedges where he wanted us to jump through, and only that. There, there that's how you do it. Yeah. You, or 100%. you can be the ball Nazi uh, who everyone hopes you fucking die. The one that's the, the reason side. why shit's getting posted through your fucking letterbox. Mm. That's why people were laughing when your wife died. It's because uh, you're a cunt. It's because you're a fucking cunt. That's it. Aye, that's it. Cunt on one side and then the fucking... But then pebble dash walls were like... You know, when you're playing a hostile game of football when it's a close four game and the ball's near the edge and you're both sprinting, ram into each other against the locker... We call them the locker walls. Why? The lockers, over the lockers, allotments. It's just like, you know, can I I give a football? Oh, it's went over the allotments. Lockers. Yeah, but there's no... I I I don't like the abbreviation because there's no K in allotment. (laughs) 
lot us doesn't work, man. Especially it's in lot us works. Lot, I know, but you drop the T in my like accent. Lot us, lot us. It's not the same. When, when has dropping the T ever fucking stopped you cunts from saying anything? I know, but we're just lock us. It's just they're kind of lock a while. <laughs> but locker's already a word, and they're not lockers. Aye, but that's a lock a while. Well, unless you were calling it the heart locker, in which case, fair. But that movie wasn't out yet, so I don't think so. I hope it's a jolly thing and not just a me thing. I, I, I got your joke as well. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking through it though. I was, I was like, "Let them enjoy a joke." And he, uh, this is another one. It might be like another one, like poop, where it might just it just been my street. Aye. But I hope all that people in Newcastle refer to the allotments as the lockers, and I'd like to get feedback on a postcard about that. Mm-hmm. A poker, as I call them. <laughs> <laughs> um, loads of people got back in touch saying that people uh, in their families save wrapping paper. Told you, I, I, I told you, uh, it's a fucking psycho behaviour. I don't agree with it, uh-huh. but I refuse to. I refuse to be gaslighted in a world where, no, no, nobody does that. Yeah, people do. It's like, like I think it's again. It's one of those things where I don't want to fucking besmirch it because I reckon like seventy five percent of people who mm. do it, it's a cost saving thing. It's a it's a good thing. It's you know it comes from. Uh, mm. Uh, uh, I don't want to say thrifty because I think there's like negative connotations to that. But you know what I mean when it's when you're in Not a thrifty. Bo- I think aye. thrifty's fine. Is it? Okay. Yeah, you just like you're, you're saving. Aye. You're like I think it's like you know it's it, it's uh, we're, uh, cutting out coupons. Like people have to aye. do that. Aye. Um, so uh, I th- however, I think it's a relic. I don't think I don't think it's. I, I, I don't think it's as much of a commodity new wrapping paper. You can get a massive roll for a quid. I reckon... They're saving about 12 pence. There's a whole bunch of cunts out there called Janet who still do it, man. No doubt in my fucking Yeah, mind. just principal. And they've got money as well, right? They fucking... They, yeah. They've got a job. Their husband's got a fucking job. They go on three holidays a fucking year. But that must be handed... That must be handed down because I get it, right? I get that my granddad Pete would make sure he ate that black banana with the football because he doesn't agree with waste, uh-huh. right? Because he lived on rations at one point. So to have uh, abundance, to have surplus to him is like a, an absolute fucking luxury. To us, it's normal, mm-hmm. right? But that that isn't the case for the next generation, so they must just carry it yeah. from the previous with wrapping paper, for sure. Um, I found in my house a folded-up Marvel wrapping paper with tape on it, so that had definitely been taken from a present mm-hmm. and folded at the exact creases that it was... And I just, I haven't, because I found it when Natalie was at the dog park and it's only crept back up on my mind now. I wouldn't have even spotted it had you not mentioned that on the podcast. But there was some, there was some care. Now that you mention it, Natalie seems like a fucking uh, but, but, uh, uh, wrapping paper saver. I've got to save that. She, she no, feels like somebody would, would be a wrapping paper I've saver. I've never seen her not just rip off the wrapping paper. Um. However, I could see that. She loves a bargain, mm-hmm. right? But. When to the detriment she... of joy all around. Yes. <laughs> like, she, like, getting money off something is so much more important to her than... Getting there quicker. <laughs> <laughs> or having fun while doing it. <laughs> hey, we could either get there in 15 minutes on a luxury vehicle, or we can get there on Thursday <laughs> and the whole time you're being whipped. But you have but to leave can... now. Natalie, have you, just, have you booked us a trip around Central Park where we're the horses on the front of the carriage? <laughs> but... You said you wanted to see Central Park, and this only cost three pounds. It shouldn't cost anything. I should make money for this. <laughs> this is... I, should, I should be getting paid for doing the thing. All right, you think the horses are getting paid, Kai? All right, you fucking psycho. <laughs> Walk. <laughs> um, but Natalie wouldn't have gotten a present that was wrapped with Marvel wrapping paper. 
I, that's, I was about to say, how dare you? I've never bought Natalie a present. <laughs> <laughs> if it was going to be anyone, it was going to be me. Oh, you did buy us a present. You bought us a Christmas Eve box. And you bought us steak pie. I whiskey. Was, yeah, yeah. I was stood behind Gara when she handed you that. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, yeah, God, we're thoughtful. That's not true. I did go... I did go pick up the uh, the steak by Craigie's Farm. If anyone lives in Edinburgh, really nice. just outside of Edinburgh, there's a place called Craigie's Farm. It's the greatest steak pie I've ever had. And they are so, whatever the opposite of fucking stingy it's with the meat. You know, you, like, you go to fucking Sainsbury's or Asda and you get a steak pie. It's 70% crust. And then there's like, because it folds over the fucking side and you end up with like three bits of meat. Not this, man. There's an entire cow in every one of those fucking pies. And it's class. And if you go up there... There's two baby Heelan Coos. Highland cows? Heelan Coos. Heelan Coos. Heelan Coos. Two where? baby Heelan Coos. And then you can just buy their mother yeah, <laughs> at the yeah, shop. Yeah. You're like, this cow, try it, mum. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the they also sell, they also get, the, so the pies aren't from Craigie's, the pies are from a place called Buffalo Barm. So if you find anyone in Scotland that sells Buffalo Farm steak pies, fucking big thumbs up. It was us. a good steak pie. Um, do you know why it's called Buffalo Farms? I'm going to take a little wild guess, like... Have a go. Is that they put the buffalo sauce in the chicken wings? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to ring the victory bell there. <laughs> oh, he's, he's lost it, no. They, they make loads of uh, pies and meat with buffalo. Yeah, that's, you know, that, that was going to be uh, my guess. Because there's buffalo in Scotland. Do you know that? Yes. I mean, they've been introduced. I did not know that. They've been introduced <laughs> in the sense right. that, you know, yeah. the, to the migrate. You know, to the like, do they just like cut through Berwick in the, <laughs> in the uh, Newcastle during the winter? It would be really good to ask my friend uh, Ali, little Ali, because he knows so much about fucking nature now that he's a groundskeeper and it's just his passion anyway. He was the one that was explaining to me that they're introducing uh, buffalo and bison and the future, they're planning to hopefully in the future in Scotland uh, reintroduce wolves mm. because there's far too many fucking deer up here. Um, and children. Yeah, yeah, they get to... <laughs> Um, and just do ramblers, people who are just like walking through the countryside. Uh, but here, well, here's a question for you. There's and too many chickens I'm, I'm at the gonna, farms. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go somewhere uh, with this, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so just don't derail me. Well, no, no, just <laughs> remind me that I have a point at the end of okay, this. Okay. Uh, now, do you agree with hunting? Yes. No. Yeah. Mm. Like if you're a, if you're a farmer, and they are genuine vermin, they are trade. Trim, trim them doing a bit. Okay, so uh, would it be fair to say that you would, you, you wouldn't, you don't agree with people shooting fucking like white rhinos or gorillas or anything like that? That trophy like big, hunt. big game trophy hunting is just the fucking narcissistic, fucking elitist, like fucking. I, I just think it's massive egos. It's like fucking little little dick syndrome. Like f- fuck you, killing a massive beast for sport, right? Said the man who ran with the bulls. Yeah, oh yeah, right. look, yeah. We, we, this, po- this podcast is nothing but steeped in hypocrisy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you didn't know this when you tuned in to watch just two young lads just shooting the breeze in 2016 that you're going to watch a character arc. <laughs> <laughs> and not a good one. Of epic proportions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we just realised some ethics and got less fun. Um, so I, I agree I, I, I agree with your principle. Um, you know, I th- always believed that, you know, I just, why would you go out and fucking shoot an elephant? Why would you go and shoot a rhino? I listened to a very interesting podcast the other day where it was sort of explained in a better way. So in uh, in Namibia, for example, right, where there was a population of about a thousand white rhinos left, right? Mm-hmm. And they're trying to increase how many 
uh, white rhinos there are, right? To save the white rhinos, to save the white rhinos, would you go up to a white rhino with a desert eagle and shoot it right between the fucking eyes? Which one's a desert eagle again? It's the one, for, it's the really good one on a, on GoldenEye. Is that like a Glock? <laughs> no, it's a, like, it's the what, man. If, it's a handgun. If you, no, but it's like the big hand. If you and me were to fire oh, a like desert a, eagle, our arm and the gun would end up 30 feet backwards over there. Right. Like it would, like it's that. Like a magnum. Man, it would be comical if I fired it, right? You would have to like, it would be like pulling string on my back and I'd fly away like fucking carpet. Like, uh. like. Really, it's a powerful fucking. You'd have thing. to like you have a little handgun against your shoulder, like a clip. <laughs> yeah, like it would dislocate. Like, it would dislocate both my arm, my shoulder, and I think my neck from my head. Would it, would I can point blank range it does a legal rhino? I shoot it. <laughs> like me and Colin on the last podcast, we're talking about being able to save the game mm-hmm. and going back to the save point mm-hmm. after you've done something really fucking shitty. Um, if I could save the game, I would. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll also come to the conclusion that if you could do that, you would live more on the saved, unsaved game than you would in your saved yeah, game. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 you wouldn't yeah. know what's actually happened in the actual narrative of your life because you spent so much time going rogue from your save point. So uh, in Namibia, part of the conservation tactics, and this, is, this isn't just Namibia, they also do this in, in uh, the States in America, they hand out basically hunting tokens, right, which is the conservation... Uh, team, company, whatever it is that is in charge of these animals goes, right, every year you're allowed to kill 10 of these wolves, you're allowed to kill 15 of these moose or whatever, and we're going to auction the chance to hunt these things off. And all the money that you gain from, you know, we're going to auction this off to a bunch of hunters, somebody bids 150 grand to shoot a fucking moose, we give them the token, they're allowed to go hunt a moose, They have, the moose is theirs, they shoot in the fucking head, we take all that money and we put it back into conservation. All the money goes in there. And I'm like, okay, that's an interesting thing. And what they've done in Namibia is they auction off the uh, right... I don't like the sound of this. Like, This is like, hey, if you fuck that child for like 100 million, we'll spend the 100 million on the orphanage. <laughs> like, just not don't a, fuck the child and give the money. Not a, not a bad argument. <laughs> so in, uh, in uh, Namibia, they auction off the chance to shoot uh, a white rhino, right? And the guy ends up bidding 350 grand for it. Now... The rhino that he's out there to shoot is—it's—it's it's infertile. It's so old that it's infertile. It's roughly got about two or three years left, and because it's a big fucking white rhino, it's killing younger male fertile white rhinos because it's getting thing. And he's paid three hundred fifty grand. And and by the way, just to, for uh, <laughs> the the money that goes in in this this um, was the word plan this this scheme. scheme. Yeah, yeah, it's a scheme has increased the population of the white rhino in Namibia from 1,000 to 5,000. Aye, but how, uh, like, <laughs> pay me 100,000 and you can punch this woman in the face and we'll put all that money into a domestic abuse charity yeah, and that's going to save lots of but, but, like, hey, he punched a woman, but they've saved lots of other women. But it's a, but, but, but it's a dying, <laughs> but it's a dying white rhino. It's a dying, like, it's only got two uh, years left. It's aggressive. It's actually uh, ruining. But this woman here has got a criminal record. She shoplifts. Aye, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not. I'm just saying when when it was pitched to me in that way, I'm sitting there going, "Oh fuck!" I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's awful because it's playing God, right? Yeah. It's, and that's what people don't like about what we're doing with animal conservation is we are playing God. Uh, but I'm also like, I'm, I'm also, first of all, we are God. 
Right, no matter what anyone fucking likes, human beings are God. We, this, there is no real God in the world. We are in charge of conservation. Now, we are in charge of what happens to the world. And this is not the nicest way to fix the problem. Where the, the moment- devil? No. <laughs> the devil? No, no, I think. <laughs> Depends which side you're on. Yeah, yeah. So my point is, I, I'm i not saying this argument fucking converted it holds me, up, but, yeah. it's, but it's certainly, I, I, I didn't know this. And listening to this. So hold on, that, that animal's got to go. And they were gonna it's, just they were gonna, right, it's killing the young rhinos. We're gonna have to like put it in its own conservation, which is gonna cost more money, keeping it alive in this place, right? So we're gonna have to exterminate with, it for with, the good of the species. With the three hundred and fifty thousand money, not only not only, absolutely not only can we keep the population we have already safe, we can employ park rangers to go around and stop poachers, and that's again they put the money into this. Now again, I. From what I've heard in the, it, it, uh, from the articles and podcasts that I've, I've read, and this this works. I mean, there's always the case of like it could be underhanded fucking bullshit. It could be lies, uh, but you know, plenty of officials are saying it fucking works. So you go from like being like, okay, to save these me, someone who's you know against you know guns and really sort of against hunting, listening to this argument, I'm like, oh fuck. And now I'm sort of back. I'm it's like, controlled evil. It is controlled evil. It's the when we can't eliminate the evil, so we can put the bumpers up and mm. then just like funnel the evil. Well, I got to tell you, I'm now fully, fully. I'm, I'm, my 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 leftism is gone, and I'm leaning to the right now. I think it is absolutely <laughs> our duty as human beings when there is an endangered animal, and if we have the right to, if we have the ability to conserve the many for the lives of the few, that is our fucking job. And also, as a right wing person. I believe that the most endangered species in the world is the straight white man. <laughs> Therefore, I pose <laughs> that in order to conserve us as an endangered species, that once a we year, need to get rid of the straight white rhino. We have an auction where we let women. <laughs> and 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 the Middle Easterns and and the blacks and the Jews and everyone else from the rest of the world just bet on the right to hunt Piers Morgan. I just Jordan Peterson. Uh, I'd put the money in. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's and it's for the good of it's for the uh, good of straight white men. It's for the good of straight white men everywhere because we're we are under fucking attack. Because that money's going to keep us fucking. We're just going to get put into farms. Yeah, we can just we can try and reproduce. Yeah. That's all we're good you for. T- you all you <laughs> bloody woke fucking liberals out there. You tell me. You fucking look me in my fucking eyes and tell me if I auctioned off the chance for you to fucking shoot. King Charles in the back of the fucking head <laughs> that you and your friends aren't getting together being like, I uh, reckon, I'll remortgage the house. You'd be in a ghillie suit outside the palace. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that notoriously non-grassy patch of land. Yeah. <laughs> why, does, why does that bush have a rifle? You <laughs> Somebody tells a shit joke and they're like, oh, look, tumbleweed. <laughs> oh, no, side of your head's come off. <laughs> tumbleweed's just you rolling in it. <laughs> He's doing that, forward rolls to get closer and closer. Does he have a knife there, that's? That's what I was saying. Aye. <laughs> so I'm so because of the football. Mm-hmm. It's an old man podcast now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Aye. Aye. Uh, also, I'm going to... I think I've already confessed this to you when I was drunk. I'm going to do it again while we're sober, now that you're sober. Um, I've, complete, I've completed the orchid and bought, bought an iMac. <laughs> oh. First of all, do you mean orchard? The desert. Oh, that's a plant. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. 
Uh, you meant orchard because it's Apple products, you stupid, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, oops, that was me, that one. That was, sorry for touching me. Um, I, 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 you, you, you hit us with something that um, when we're drunk and I tell you about it, right? I was like, wait, I've got it because I've got my office that I barely use because I'm constantly unplugging my Mac from the second screen and from the power and all that, right? And I'm putting in my bag and I'm on the road or I'm coming here for the podcast and I mm. need my Mac everywhere I go. And then when I come back, I didn't fanny on setting it up and my office becomes storage, mm-hmm. right? So I would like a desktop that doesn't leave my office that I can sit down and use when I'm in my office. And you're like, why didn't you just get a PC then so you can do some gaming, play Gloomhaven, like oh. fucking all that shit. I was like, aye, but I just like the way like me, <laughs> me photos on my phone will then be on my computer. Oh, who does have to do anything because I'm in, yeah. I'm in the Apple family? And at what yeah. point in your sad, <laughs> sad fucking life is the way you look at f- photos is to go into your office, log into your computer and just scroll. <laughs> Scott, what, what the fuck are you talking about? That's not that's not your dream. That's nobody's dream. Nobody wants to do that. That hasn't existed since 1997. <laughs> oh, just what are you doing? Just scrolling through pictures. When you used to have to take. Oh uh, no, wait! I forgot. I bought a fucking Mac, so there's no scroll wheel. Oh yes, I know there is. It's on the. It's on the. Oh, it's, it's, it's a lot mouse. of fucking. It doesn't exist as a trackpad. I don't know what's wrong with you people. Um, I, I like. Um, I like. This, I've got this dream. But you I, I, listen to my dream. I've got this dream that one day I'm just going to sit down and listen to podcasts. I'm going to go through all of my photos, right? And I'm going to tag in people who are in it, like where, like just things like these are comedians. So it's in the comedians file. So anytime I want to find a photo, I can use tags to search it and mm-hmm. I can find the photo, right? And I'm not going to do that, like on my phone. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. I also uh, guarantee you're not going to do it on your fucking laptop computer. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to out of stubbornness. Because, uh, but also, no, um, it's the desktop. Like, the desktop on my Mac is the exact same as the desktop on me, in my office now, on my phone. So if I want files, if I'm doing writing, wherever I sit down, my writing's there. If I'm editing a video, that's there. Like, everything, like, to have, to have everything on every device, on, the, mm. like, the cloud, is so much more worthy to me than it just running better. And being less glitchy, to have everything just like communicating with each other. I'd rather I'll be in the same family than it be disjointed. Yeah, but why not go to the better family? Like, if you want that, why not do that with the, the better Windows version? Because I'm already in too deep. Mm. I'd have to fucking completely uproot every single device I've got. Aye, but that's do that. Yeah, <laughs> do that. Like, then. Just like being like look this i look i got this fucking shit tattoo when i was 17 years old and you know what i could get lasik surgery to get it off my arm and then just get a better tattoo of the top but i've just decided to make it blend in i'm just going to get shit tattoos all over my arm all over my chest up my neck and into my eyeballs and i'm only going to get kids to do it and i'm only going to get kids with no depth perception to do it i'm just going to double down on this shit thing over and over and over again I get what you're saying however right I've, I've been on your computer right you've got a fucking excellent computer a gaming machine you bought it for Twitch it's fucking brilliant right and I got on and you're just using it as a cluttered desktop to have podcasts on and that right you, you're not you're using 1% of your computer's ability oh bad I don't you want... need a Mac well no no <laughs> I bought this for you user friendly idiot proof machine I... not something that's got the depth of personality that a PC does you need a basic bitch of a computer 
I did. Well, I did have a basic bitch of a computer for so long. That's what I mean. I I went from you remember I was PC and that up until I was about nineteen twenty, and then I did what you did and I converted to Mac. And then my problem with it one day, I have had two Macs that just can't fire, just can't fire while on my fucking lap. Just halfway yeah. through they went, and it's all a scam. Here's the thing: I can take this computer to any fucking cunt in Edinburgh, right? Any any one of the shops, and they'll be able to fix it. They'll go, this tiny thing's broken. How much does that cost to replace? Fuck all, we've got uh, a spare. Yeah. Da, 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 da. As opposed to these Mac fucking gurus being like, oh, it's an unknown pro. We've got to take it through the back and diagnose it. Can I come with you? No. Hey, hey, I brought my wife into hospital to give birth. Can I be in the room while she gives birth? Absolutely not. No, no, we've got to, we've got to do it through in the back room there. That's great. How long will it take? An amount of time. They come back 15 minutes later. So there's been complications with your partner's birth. Uh, it's going to cost you an extra grand to save her life. Can I at least talk to her about it? No, she's in the other room. <laughs> can you bring her back? Th- can I take her to a different hospital? We tied her down. Why did you tie her down? Why? She, why? She's giving birth. Um, uh, are you paying the money or not? No, it's all a scam from yeah, top to bottom. The, the thing that got me right is that uh, obviously the one that you want to buy is there because it's the it's got the price that's within your range on it, right? And then it's like, oh, do you want to have like this upgrade on it for like two hundred pound? And you go, oh, that'll mean I've got it for longer because it's going to stand the test of time by having that. And then you're like, but I don't really need that. The point of us buying this is that, like, it's exactly what I need. It's it, it's a fucking glorified typewriter. So get the get the minimum one. Yeah. Right. And then uh, and then it's like, but if you don't get it now, you won't be able to upgrade it. And I'm like, well, that's why you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Because I know you can take the back off a PC and fucking put in. A, I've been doing that since I was fucking 12 years old. Is putting an extra eight megabytes of memory or whatever mm-hmm. into me fucking dad's computer. So you can do it. Aye. You've just op- you've just opted to super glue everything in. Aye, aye. To just be bastards. To just to get just more. Be, to, to just, just be bastards. bring more fucking aye. money out. Aye. So aye, I went. I went for the absolute fucking basic bitch model and just. Oh, so the reason I don't use this, I, I, I expected to be out here gaming much more, and then I became a father, and they also, then they just invented the Steam Deck. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, that's what, yeah, thought, that, I, that's what I actually wanted. And uh, I, 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 as much as I'm, like, in my head, I think I want to do PC gaming. Every time I've done it, right, and I've just got all these keys, and, like, he had us on Warcraft, which is such a basic game. Like, this isn't even a modern game. This is an old one. And you're like, and all your buffs are on here and shit like that, right? And I, I'm there, like, I want to have, like, a little key card. I'm like, F1 is the buff for that. <laughs> you know, I'm dead already. Like, I just, I haven't got the functioning anymore Aye. to do that. So, like, I, I need this. Like, if I'm playing computers, I'm doing that. So I was like, I'd, if I was buying a gaming station, I would have maybe had different ideas. Mm. But I'm not going to be gaming on that thing. Well, I hope you enjoy scrolling your photos <laughs> on your two grand picture frame that's stationary in an office for that one dream that we all have, which is to, you know, you going to come join us for dinner? No can do. <laughs> if only there was a handheld version of this where I could just look through. There is. No, no, no there's not. Um, if I write a show on that thing, <laughs> we have every penny. It is, it's my... Um, I feel the writing process coming on now. Like, you know, when you're like, there's so many obstacles, including the dishes. Oh, like, yeah. everything, you're like, oh, well, unless I get that done, I'm not going to get me writing done. And you start, like, it's mint when you're writing a French show because your yeah, house becomes immaculate. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything gets ordered. No, you procrastinate. Every, uh, you do every other thing apart from writing a fucking show. If I, if I come around to your house and all your comic books are in fucking alphabetical order or whatever, I'm like, oh, Daniel's writing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's part of the process. So this splurge on myself. 
as part of the process. Mm. Even though I'm probably going to come up with the idea seconds before I go on stage, scribbling a tune, and then it'll work, and I'll listen back to the recording, and I'll add in a line, or I'll send the recording to you and Nelson, and then you'll go and write, what about if you did it this way? And we'll, like, I'll, I'll probably end up growing my jokes in the same way, mm-hmm. but I've just got this weird fantasy that I'm going to get up one morning and just get me coffee and just... Oh, I sit down in my dressing gown, my pipe, and I'm going to write a French show. My, uh, my problem with the fucking writing process is because I think there's different times of the day when your brain is better for it. Now, mine's is not the morning, right? I've tried writing in the morning. For some people, that you know, for, for a lot of creators, they're like, do it first in the morning. I'm like, if your brain is up at that time, congratulations, good for you. If I try and feed my body at 7 a.m., my body is like, what the literal fuck are you doing here? My brain is like, we're not here to chew. You can pour coffee down. Well, you can pour, I can open the throat so coffee can go down your fucking neck. Chewing's not an option. Talking's not a fucking option. None of these other things. I think my most creative time, and certainly when I am feel like, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm so good at right now. I'm in a really funny mood. Is it like 8 or 9 p.m.? I'm not fucking going to 8 and 9 p.m. to write a fucking nah, show. That's and pe- People want your attention then. Aye. Your lass has just finished work. Your kid's just got to bed or bed, whatever. It's right? me and Cara time. Like, uh-huh. I'm, like fuck, am I like, I'm just going to go and listen to the 90 fucking minute show that I know back to front in order to try and get it down to I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Nah. I've just realised I don't have my wedding ring on and I just look like I'm going through a rough time. <laughs> like, I'm just buying those Apple products <laughs> <laughs> to fill the void left by my wife. Oh, I came straight from the gym. Oh, can you take the... Wedding ring off to the gym? I've done uh, wedding rings. Ah, uh, you hold the barbell. It's fucking it's not very good for it. Well, it's just fucking not. It's probably lifting bang heavy weights at the minute, man. Do you not want to yeah. put it through a fucking a Lord of the Rings chain? <laughs> Tuck it in. Uh, <laughs> Look like just deed. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss it before I do me deadlift now. Remember, you're very deadlift. <laughs> <laughs> They remind me of her. Everywhere I go. Sorry, what was what was my point there? Writing the aye, that that time of night would be perfect. Like if I, I reckon I'd be writing way more if I was a divorcee. Yeah. Oh yeah. I man, I'd write a book. Like I'd fucking I'd fight because at that time when like fucking nobody's thinking about you in the evening. Yeah, yeah. And that would can... be the most like that, that's probably why like all artists are tortured because the fucking. I guess they they the film that void of loneliness or something. I fuck that. I I'm just too happy to. to I write. do. I do. I, um, it's, it is this fucking thing, and I know lots of comedians feel this way. And there's an ongoing discussion about it. And uh, you know, it's not probably not just comedians. It's probably everything. You've touched on it there, which is the tortured artist thing. Which is there's always this fear as a comedian, which is if you become happy, you will be less funny mm-hmm. because humor normally comes from pain, struggle. Uh, adversity adversity things thrown at you and you know most of the time happy things you know they're just happy they don't need to be fucking funny you're getting joy from uh, the moment and you get plenty of people I've, I've seen I can't remember what comedian it's been like oh that's such an insane way to see the world as if you're going to be less fucking funny when you're happy as somebody who's much happier than I was when I was 25 I'm so much less funny I'm so <laughs> I am palpably less funny than are you I just was easier when... entertained when you're happy you, fi- you find stuff like 
You find st- simple stuff funny because you're already in a positive disposition. Well, I'm also trying to impress less fucking people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm, just, uh, I'm like, like, your opinion means less to me because I've got people now close to me who I love and their opinion means the most to me. It's hard, it's hard to seek the validation of strangers when you've got just validation of loved ones all the time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's, it, is, it is a hard place to write. I tell you where, it's fucking annoying this. The, the place I come up with good ideas the most, right, is if I'm driving, listening to music, if I'm driving listening to an audiobook, I'm not thinking of shit because I'm listening to the audiobook. Oh, yeah. And if I can't often thought, I punish myself for rewind it and fucking snap back into it, right? So they don't let myself think that way, which is most of how I drive. But if I'm driving listening to music, I'll have ideas and it's frustrating because I'll be on the fucking M8 coming here and I'm roast battling Colin, thinking of a fucking belt of roast for Colin. And again, right now I'm going to have to fucking write that down when I pull over. And then I pull over and say hello to you, come to your podcast. And then I'm like, oh shit, I'll have to write that down after. I'm already clutching at what it might have been. Aye. So, like, if you're in a position to not write shit down, and that's yeah, that's the place when you think the best. What a shit catch twenty two that is. Mm. Aye. I don't, yeah, there's got to be a way around that. I mean, I guess voice memo would be the way around that. But like, that's just t- something t- so inherently wanky. Like, I think if I was ever in my car and a joke came to me and I went, "Okay, Google, jot this down." <laughs> uh rhinos. They're endangered species, and the way to save them is to hunt a select few. Also, white men are in death. <laughs> I think if I ever had a brief moment of self-reflection of doing that in my Tesla, I would go, you know what? That next lamppost is what I need to go through. Uh, like, <laughs> unclick the fucking belt straight off the road. Send me fucking through. Uh, put your feet where the airbags are about to come in the just out the back window. <laughs> So the the Tesla hit the lamppost, but his body's thirty feet behind. Look, we got it on some one of the, one of the road cameras. It looked sick. It makes no sense. Yeah. We've got a bunch He's of physicists in here. They can't make any sense of it. Uh, anyway, that's the bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the right rhino bit's not the bit. The examining the writing it down. That's the bit. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Doing okay, Google. Have that been the bit? <laughs> I've never not not can. And then just Russian doll the bit, and then that's an entire show. I used to. Uh, I remember when I was uh, younger. When I I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's necessarily. I had more passion for this job. But I don't want to say that. But I think when I was younger and less successful, because this job fell out of reach. It was something I hadn't attained. It was always, you know, God, I want to do this. Man, there were times when I'd be at home still living with my, with my parents and I'd wake up at one in the morning and I'd have a joke come to me and I would literally take myself out of bed and I'd go downstairs, open my laptop in the kitchen mm. and I'd sit and fucking write down. Nowadays, if I wake up at one in the morning and my brain goes, here's a funny joke, and I'm like, my phone is there. It's, uh-huh. there. it's within fucking hand reach. I'm like, oh, well... Today a joke died. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing. No, I'm like, I'm a genius. I'll come up with another one. <laughs> and then it's July and you're like, what? Oh, I'm pretty okay. sure I had some funny thoughts this year, but according to my phone, it's just shopping lists. Uh-huh. And, and, and I know fine well that if I just go back and start listening through podcasts, mm. there'd be stuff that got captured. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. No, no. I'm not going to do that when I'm going from my photos tagging Brucey in the middle. Who I picture future me to be is a fucking square. 
Uh, you know, every time I'm like, oh, I'd like to do that, I'd like to do that. Like, why am I trying to create, like, somebody that's going to hate their life? <laughs> as, as, a, as an ideal. as an, My ideology for myself is an absolute fucking loser. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm noticing that... Uh, during, <laughs> during this month, mm. I've been like, you know what? I'm gonna give myself structure. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting drunk tonight. I'm not getting stoned tonight, so I can't wake up at seven in the morning. I'll come out. I'll do some gym. I'll fucking meditate. And the entire every morning is a, and it's this is great. This is about every day has gone so far in January for me. My coffee alarm clock goes off. Uh, 6.50 Does it make you a coffee? Makes me huh? Yeah. Makes me a wee espresso. Because I remember you showed us that. And I was like, he's going to somehow turn that into a clothes rack. <laughs> <laughs> They're somehow going to end up with like towels and that hanging off it. Oh man, I haven't, I haven't used it in four years, but you know, I fucking dust it off. It's uh, a relic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I haven't used it in four years, but the tray that keeps all the coffee beans, I'm like, that'll still be good. <laughs> I'm like, coffee, coffee doesn't go off. What's that based on? A gut feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are well, you going to have a lot of gut feelings later on, you mm. fucking moron? So I wake up, coffee alarm goes up at 6.50, makes me my coffee. Cara uh, and Kaylin are both able to sleep through it. I drink my coffee, put on my gym stuff. I go outside, I walk to the office, I step over that fucking tree, get in here, I do a bit of cardio, I do some stretching, sometimes I do some abs, and then I sit and I meditate. And the entire time I am meditating, right, all the intrusive thoughts in my head are, you fucking wanker. <laughs> you fucking You just have to, wanking. You just have to watch, the, watch the thought of like, that's, yourself that's, a wanker. I just float off and disappeared. Yeah. And, nothing. and I'll be like, and that's not, back to the breathing. I'm, not, I'm not my own thoughts. That's not who I am. Just observe that thought. So, oh, here comes another thought. What a fucking loser. It's the same thought again. That's, <laughs> but that's, but that's not my thought. That's not my thought. Those thoughts are like cars passing in a motorway. You're not in charge of them. You're not in control of them. You're just there to observe them. This one's going, past. oh, good. Here comes another two. I'm a wanker again, aren't I? I'm just, oh, God, I'm just such a fuck. And eventually, like, and that was it over. I'm like, I've just called myself a wanker for 10 minutes. <laughs> this is, there's nothing relaxing about this. Your, your version of meditating is like fucking playing Beat Saber on God mode. <laughs> <laughs> just slashing through lots of intrusive thoughts. Like, fuck off. <laughs> well, well, now I feel refreshed. You got, you got a big sweat on in that. Oh, I, I get outside. And you know what, man? Here's the, here's the thing fucking kills me and this is the bit where because here's the here's the here's the crux that isn't me this isn't who I fucking am right this is this is the idea of who I want to be in my head because for some reason the deep inner me hates who I actually am and I've got this idea of what the perfect me is because you know I'll never be good enough for myself for whatever fucking reasons of my childhood or fucking brain chemistry or what fucking ever Every time I try and choose myself, it's, 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 I'm just put, I'm putting on makeup, man. That's uh, all I do in January. I put on fucking makeup <laughs> and I go out and pull a fucking hot guy. And then it gets to February and I'm like, I'm not putting makeup no. on anymore. I can't be fucking arsed with this shit. You're pumping the brakes. You're still going to get back to being you. You're just pumping the brakes. That's all. Otherwise, you're going to end up a slob. I just, it, and I think that's the fucking con of all of these, uh, public speakers in these self-help books is I, th I think there is a population, I think there's a percentage of the population in the same way there's a percentage of the population who is better at football, there's a percentage of population who have photographic memory. Uh -huh. Right, it's just this, they've got this thing in their head where they can just look at a page and it's memorized and they can go through that. It's just a fucking lie. There are a small percent of the population who are able to change themselves, right? 
But I don't think that's true for the rest of the world. And these fucking 3% of people who can change themselves and did change themselves, they just go out and sell this fucking lie. And mm. this lie lasts a month, two months, three months. But, but, but somebody bought the book. Matt, we're all fucking human beings. Like, uh, eventually, like, you know, unless you're a fucking monk who's training fucking regularly, do, do, like... To fully change your fucking lifestyle and your reaction to things. Like, you know, the way we react to things happen over the years of our life. It's, I mean, we've discussed this on the podcast before, which is, you know, it's like how rivers are formed. The way you react to something is first a trickle through some sand, yeah. right? And then the second time that sort of thing happens again, the easy your brain just goes, oh, this is the easiest route to that. And yeah. over years and years and years, you have this gorge of this is how I cope with this thing. And you get books like fucking, what's the one you were reading? Uh, Atomic, Atomic Habits. Habits yeah. Talking about how you fucking change that thing and look it, mushrooms is the answer for snowfall to fill the groove so you can make new ones take acid you think I reckon so I reckon that fires up new pathways in your brain that you can use I don't know I think if you're if, if you're fucking stuck in your thought patterns I reckon a good fucking day on the shrooms sort you right out I'm not a doctor but just like give it a shot <laughs> just give it a bash yeah. what you're not going to become a fucking airline pilot so it's not going to cost you your job mm. unless you date at work um, I had a. I'm the opposite of you. We're meditating. Oh, yeah. Now when I sit down and meditate, oh, yeah. it's just fucking like every now and again a thought comes and it's fine. I can just let it drift off, oh, right? Yeah. And, uh, on New Year's Day when we're here, um, I'd still try to keep my habits up, even though like it was we're partying and drinking and all that, right? And I was like, I guess that leave um, the next day. I went. I'd done most of my habits yesterday, and I was like, oh, because I, I, I done my work, good. I done my fucking cold shower and all that. I guess I didn't leave me meditating because like, I was around people all day and everything. And she just went, aye, but I'm sure there was five minutes of the day when there was nothing in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bare minimum. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't have an internal bully leg. Oh, God. Yeah. No, I you... got this little hate man that comes in, guys. You're classy. And I'm like, I, I, I'm not, bro. <laughs> it's me. It's the, it's, the, it's the actual. I used to I, I used to absolutely have a hype man in my head. And now that I'm 32, I realise it was delusion. Oh, yeah. I, it I, was a 100% fucking delusion, man. There yeah, was... didn't let that guy, guy go, bud. No, you have no, no. Like you, I've, no, I've no you I feel like I've trained that guy because he was a bit too much. No, I, 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 upon reflection, didn't fucking man. Don't get me wrong. If I could have the fucking ego that I used to have in my twenties, I'd love it for a fucking day, man. I truly believed there was a point in my fucking life where I truly believed I was in like the top fucking fifty comics of all time. That was in my fucking head. I was like, "There's no way." No, thank you. I'm like, hey. I'm a successful comic, and that's more than I could have ever asked for. No, like, what a fucking lucky situation! I don't be wrong. I put the effort, and I fucking grafted. But like this, it's not as. But what, what are you like? You are to some people. Yeah, but not people I respect. <laughs> that's who listen to the podcast. Uh huh. And they know my feelings towards them. I've never. I don't think I've ever pulled punches. <laughs> So what, like, do you want to be in the top 50 or on the, like, BBC top 100 list? Like, you want to be no, in there? No, no. You want to be in there while the mainstream guys? No, no, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. But the, I was like, with comics? With, I, as much as I, as much as I fucking miss the assuredness that I used to have in my own ability and who I was and the direction I was going and this, this infallible confidence mm-hmm. in, in me... Now that I'm older and I've, you know, I'm I, I'm aware of my anxieties, I'm aware of my fears, I'm I'm, I'm aware of, you know, the things that I'm 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 scared of in the world, and, you know, I'm like, oh god, I mean that was because because now, and this is why I was when you get older, you see it in fucking younger people, like 
everyone now that I see online who's screaming about how good they are mm-hmm. and how they're the best at this, and I'm like, oh, buddy, you're just shouting at yourself. That's uh-huh. all you're actually doing. Yeah. You're not trying to convince the world that you're this good. You're uh-huh. not telling everyone. You're trying to convince that voice in the back of your head that you're not. And I, and I say just fucking, you know, I, I, I think, I, well, I mean, I feel, I think the goal is surrender. I think you just have to go, you know what? I mean, that's why everyone fucking talks about ego death. I don't think I'm anywhere near that. I'm not claiming anything I'm doing is, is spiritual in any way. But everyone talks about how ego death is like one of the most important things um, in the world. At the moment, I think I just have like e- ego cancer. <laughs> Your ego's got a limp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dead, my, dead, ego, my ego stubbed to his toe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. weather. Yeah, ego's got the runner. Um, I, I, I miss, I miss ego, but I don't. But also, I must have. I, people must have fucking hated me because I wasn't paying attention to how other people fucking nah, perceived me because it didn't the, matter to me as much. The, the, the self-awareness thing has got to be like, it's it, it's got to be a pro and it's got to be a part of getting older. You kind of take that, you kind of take that person into your 40s for sure. Mm-hmm. Like earlier on when we're talking about them shooting the rhinos and all that, right? The, the, I remember when I was working at the sports centre, one of my mates was going to Thailand on holiday and he was like, oh, it's classy, you can get a rocket launcher and shoot a cow. And he was like, you can get a chicken on the end of a fucking string and feed an alligator with a... Like, at the time, with no, like, like, why would you want to do that in my head? I'd be like, that's class, man. <laughs> Fucking hell, how much has it gone in there? 1,500 pounds, mate, if I start saving new. Like, uh, <laughs> by the time I'm 30, I can go and feed a fucking alligator chicken. Uh, no, if, no, if you were like, I'll pay you to feed that chicken the alligator, I'll go, like, man, I'm grand, mate. Right. <laughs> like, I'll just, I'll have the chicken myself, like, and I'll turn that into a hamper. Can I fire the rock launch? I just did a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, so like to, to to have them them moments like because that that guy he was he was having a lot of fun and I was and mm. he didn't have any fucking idea about implications and actions and all that right but I'm glad I'm not that guy anymore you know so mm. like in in with that ignorance comes ego and comes like fucking self congratulation and thinking your class uh-huh. so you have to lose a bit of that I think to just grow up yeah. But I still like try to keep me hate man with us, and I try not to regret anything that I was. Well, yeah, I think I think yeah, I, and I think there is a there is an an important distinction to make uh, between self awareness and self loathing, mm-hmm. right? You can be self aware and be like, okay, you know, um, I'm probably I'm probably not in the top fifty comics of all time, but mm-hmm. also that's fine. That doesn't matter. I have an audience that loves me. I have a fucking career. I never fucking did. But what you can't let that transfer into is. You know, you're shit. You're not good enough. And there's, I think, there's a line there that we're very bad at diagnosing ourselves. Right. Something to you that might feel like self-awareness is actually self-loathing because you're mm. like, oh, I'm not good enough. And 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 I know that I know I'm not good enough. It's in my head. That's me being self-aware. I'm not good enough. The what? I'm self-aware that I'm not good enough. But that's not self-awareness. That is part of you fucking hates yourself, and you need to get that sorted out. Yeah, and it's that comparison to death for joy thing. Like, it's such a fucking cliched wank fucking poster in a gym or whatever out to the to the sunset. Mm. But like, if you're like talking about the top fifty and everything, like, what does that get you? Like, you know, if every year the fucking comics comic comes out, like, it would be nice to be a comedian's comedian mm. and for other comedians to respect what you do. Was he going on stage and I go on stage and now people are laughing at every point the way we want them to laugh. And we're being as good as we could be, yet never in that conversation. But if you can just look at them getting nominated or whatever in the fraternity, it just kind of oh, good for you. But like, like also, 
I wouldn't look at you like a threat to me position. Mm. Or like I wouldn't I wouldn't hate to follow you. Like you can look at that and go, and I, I still rate myself as up there. I just maybe haven't got the recognition from some people. And that's fine because I just need to pass my own judgment and more so the audience who's paid for tickets has got to pass their judgment. And it would be nice to be in that conversation by the newspapers, by the industry, by the fucking award panel at the fringe. But as long as you're getting up and doing your job and the people that bought the tickets are laughing from beginning to end and you had a nice time on stage, like, is that not enough? Yeah, you yeah, also, I don't, I don't, I, I, I think the industry, especially in the UK, is, I don't necessarily think it's dying, but I think very old dead branches are falling off it and the tree itself is mm-hmm. changing. Uh, not necessarily in a fucking bad way. I mean, I know we've. I, I saw a comedian who I've known for years, like, love the guy. Um, he was comparing and he said to somebody that was sat in the front row, are you in show business? And they said no. And then he went, we'll get your feet off the stage then. That was that was hack when I started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing it for f- nearly 14 years. <laughs> Stuart Francis, sorry. Yeah, I, that's one of the oldest hackish, hackish jokes that, I mean. That's because, that become the punchline. Mm. Stuart Francis had a really good version of that, which is he was on stage at the stand and there's somebody in the front row. And of course, because it's Stuart Francis, there's like seven comedians at the fucking back of the room just watching him. And he goes to someone in the front row who'd be like, are you in show business? And they're feet on stage. And they go, no. And he goes, you should be. You've got lovely eyes. Amazing. <laughs> only the <laughs> comics at the back only laughing. Only the comics laughing. Everyone else being like, what a, what a weird... <laughs> Why is he flirting yeah, that guy? What unusual little moment. <laughs> yeah. So funny, but that's like, that becomes the butt of the joke, mm. is the day in the hack bit. Oh, and like, subverting it, it's still day now, you're like, oh, just, yeah, you've had a flat tyre for the last 100 miles of the journey, dude, like, pull over, go to a surface station, oh, service your jokes. Oh, I... Well, I also think it's just, I mean, it's so very, I now understand that it's so very silly to, in a subjective art form, to try and, you know, compare yourselves to others and also they're creating an industry that is largely unfair and has been unfair and, and it's unfair to different people at different fucking points in time it's changed who it's unfair to um you know i do believe maybe now comedy is becoming a little bit of a meritocracy for the first time in years because now it's no longer up to you know some fucking head of the bbc to decide what audiences will find funny. Now, thanks to fucking TikTok and Instagram and stuff, audience comedians like fucking Milo McCabe can now fucking directly, instead of the BBC being like, oh, we don't think this character will work on television, and we obviously know heaps of comedy, despite the fact that none of us have stepped foot in a comedy club Mm -hmm. in seven years, and none of us are actually funny in ourselves. All we kind of do is we just follow the hype, and and then we get that talent, and what we do is we hamstring it as much as we can, but then attach ourselves to it, so any of the talent Mm -hmm. that falls off this falls onto us so we can feel part of the project you've now got people who are like oh well fuck this and just get their audience right Paul Smith mm-hmm. is the prime example so of why every comedy exec in the BBC should jump off the top of the fucking building themselves yeah, like right. it's um, and I, 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 and it's interesting to see it go that way part of me man I fucking really hope I really hope I'm right here I really hope that is the change that's going through and there's this oh know, yeah self-productions like uh, I see a little panic from, like, agency and producers and stuff like that from, like, from how self-sufficient comedians can be just because of, like, the easy access for video editing Aye. and they've been able to self-promote on the internet and stuff. Like, I feel like uh, anybody in the industry really needs to fucking step up with how much input they have. Because, mm. like, it should literally be them that are, like, fucking 
now producing the clips and putting the clips out and stuff. It shouldn't be left down to the comic the day, really, if uh, if if there's producers involved. Yeah, but they just don't. <laughs> I think there's only like I, I I think I think TV producers are a lot like journalists, mm. which is five percent of them are good and in it for the right reasons, and the rest are just in it for their own version of attention. Mm-hmm. I'd done something the other day that every comic hates to do, but I found it quite healthy how easy it was in the end. I watched one of my shows back <laughs> and I was a dreading day in it, right? So my website should be live now. I've been getting a new website done. So when this comes out, uh, com should have my show Punch Drunk and then all of my ticket links for my new tour. I'm going to be doing Manchester, Liverpool, London, Leicester and Glasgow. I think that's it. Um, but that's going to be on the front page. It'll be my show for free that you can watch in my new show, which I'm touring, which you can buy tickets for. Um, but before I put the show online for free, I was like, I better watch it back. I recorded it in 2017 and I haven't watched it since I started selling it in 2018. So what, four years, five years, four and a bit. Um, I fucking really braced myself for watching it back and I really liked it. I was like, I forgot about them jokes. I liked how I told the story. I liked the story itself. I kicked myself that I missed a quite obvious callback. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the only time I was really brutal on myself was as a writer when I was like, you told that fucking show a hundred times and you I didn't notice that, you fucking I, idiot. I, 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 but, that's uh, the, but, that's but that's only because I didn't watch it back. If I'd watched it back, I would have funded. If I had brought myself to no, watch no, it back no, no, in no, the creative process, I would have funded. I don't know. I think no. I don't. I, I understand where you're coming from. I don't necessarily think that's true, though. I think some of the time that it takes, even if you were to watch the show back, that's not taking a step back mm-hmm. from the show. You have to take it a certain number of steps backwards before you can see the whole thing and go, yeah. ah. And I don't. I think it's something that you would be able to fucking train into yourself. But if that training process is watching my stand-up over uh-huh. and over again. Like, cause I, man, we do it when we when we write new jokes. Is man, I listen to, the second I come off stage at the stand after doing a new 10, I get in my car and I listen to it fucking yeah. back. And uh, realise it was a bit hurried. Of and if course. you slow it down or whatever. Um, another thing that I was like, I didn't want to pick into myself too much because I like I really didn't find the process of watching it back bad at all. I like I enjoyed the show. I would honestly rather watch myself masturbate. Like I'd, I'd I would rather go on fucking Pornhub and for whatever reason find a fucking video of me masturbating and see my own cum face. But he'd have me, I'd be watching me say, oh, look, my abs look all right there. Like, look, <laughs> fucking look at my left arm while I'm flexing there. There's veins fucking in my bicep. Fucking hell, <laughs> three and a half minutes. Uh, yeah. everyone, everyone else would just look at that ugly grunt and face and I'm just like, right, what's good about it? <laughs> Find the good stuff, focus on that. Um, now, there was uh, three moments and three is too many where I used the same turn of phrase. Which was? The fruits of your labour. Oh God! Ah, yeah. oh, uh, that was a bit like the third time it hit. I was like, "Why do you keep saying that?" Yeah. One? Yeah. Was it in a book that you read that day? Is it just oh, I fucking no idea, <laughs> man? I don't know where. It's not like I say it all the time in day to day life. But it was like it was because of the audience that were in were the people that raised the funds, and when I showed the video of the fundraiser, I'm like, "Look at the fruits of labor," and then like it was the fucking Ricketts scratch card thing, mm-hmm. where I was just like, "Now sit back and enjoy the fruits of his labor." Like, what the fuck are you saying that for? That's the fucking killer. Like, in, in that, I guess that's the point where like some people. In My, a, some people in a negative disposition would watch that and go, "Well, I'm not putting that on the internet. Aye. I can't put that out." Well, but I don't know. So it's the thing of like, as the artist, nobody, nobody yeah. scrutinizes your work. 
no. as much as you do. Don't no, be, and I feel bad that I've pointed that out because they might not have noticed. Right. If they got to watch it, which I think the majority of these will have watched it anyway because I put it free on Patreon when right. we started the Patreon. Um, like, like, I should stop telling people I did that. Because they'll, they'll happily just not see it. Yeah. But then now I said it, they can't unsee it. I've spoiled it for them. Shout out to the glass. Mm-hmm. We're going to answer everyone's questions now. Aye. And if you want to watch uh, any of my specials that I physically cannot watch, uh, Socio is £5 on my website, com, and X is for free, unless you are in the US, Canada, or Bermuda, uh, in which case you can watch it on HBO. 